Okay. Um, we're gonna do. We're we're gonna talk about the sugya ben hashmashes a little bit, which is a, a difficult sugya and and very technical. So we'll try to be as superficial as possible. Um, so I just I, something caught my eye a little bit ago. Visionets, uh, Visionets after the war split into two into two branches. Right, there's Visionets Bnei Brak and Visionets Mansi. And when the Visionets Rebbe Mansi was nifter. He had eight sons, I think, and he made all of them rebbes in different in different uh, Vizhnitz Mansi Kehilas. So the Vizhnitz Vizhnitz Mansi Williamsburg. So, you know the the Vizhnitz the Vizhnitz the Mansi Vizhnitz Rebbe of Williamsburg has a Kehila in Bloomingburg also. Bloomingburg is where some satmaras from from Williamsburg moved, and I guess they they go in tandem. The, so the Vizhnitz Mansi Williamsburg has a Kehila in Bloomingburg also. And as they, yeah, it's three, three places at once. And as they began to set up their community, uh, a big fight started to develop, because Satmer um, almost militantly adheres to Rabbeinu Tam in its purest form. Keeping Rabbeinu Tam after Shabbos means waiting until seventy-two minutes after Shabbos. Well, there's no exceptions. There's no workarounds. There's no no angles. As opposed to Vishnitz, Vishnitz Eretz Yisrael also, but Vishnitz Mansi does not keep seventy-two minutes. So you had in a very small Jewish key, you know, kehila in Bloomingburg, you'd have some people who were finishing Shabbos at 55 minutes after this man and getting into their car or smoking or on the phone. And you had the Satmaras who were still Shabbos for another 20 minutes. And it's kind of a Satmar town. And it, it led to a lot of fighting between these two groups in Bloomingburg. Eventually, they had meetings. The Rebbe of, of Vizhnitz, Muncie, Williamsburg, met the Satmar Rebbe of Williamsburg and they came to an agreement where the vision to see them agreed to keep 72, uh, like uh, like Avelis like like two days Yamtif in America. They agreed to keep 72, anything public, they won't drive in a car, they won't, anything public, they'll keep 72, to adhere to the community standards. Now, Stam, this, the, the idea of community standards, you know, in these communities that are just, you know, one group where they get built up, you know, is, is a big thing that leads to, uh, Curious Ariel has been to the Supreme Court several times to defend their independence as a community, as a, as a, as a village. So it's, it's in a secular way and it's also in a, in a halachic way, in a religious way, where you want to protect the identity of the kehila that you built. A kehila like, uh, you know, Kirisayel, Shikun Square, or, or, uh, or Bloomingburg will be very fiercely, you know, fighting to defend, to defend the character of the community. So now, I wanted to really turn it back a little bit and figure out where the, the 70, let's just talk about where the Machleik is 72, the Ga'inu Rebbein Tam comes from, the original, um, how it comes to America, why Satmar takes it so seriously, and, and, uh, and let's work through that. So the, the basic Machleik is, the two types of, of Zmanim starts as follows. We'll do it as, as simple as possible. There's a steer in the Gemara. There's a Gemara in, in Shabbos and Daflam Dalit that describes the Bein which is from Shkia until Tzais. Shkia in the simplest context would mean when the sun sets below the horizon. When one can no longer see the orb of the sun below the horizon, that's Shkia. And Tzais, the Gemara in Shabbos says, is a short time after that. It's the amount of time it takes an irregular adult man to walk two, three, three quarters of a mil. Now, if a mil is 18 minutes, so three quarters is 12, is, uh, 12 minutes. If a mil is 24 minutes, it's a different amount. There's many different sheets about a mil, but it's the amount of time that it takes to walk three quarters of a mil. The Gemara M'sachim is very similar. The Gemara M'sachim says that the amount of time between Shkia, which we're going to assume means the same thing, the setting of the orb of the sun 
below the horizon until Tzesek Echavim is the amount of time it takes an adult man to walk four mil. Now four mil at the calculation of 18 minutes is 72 minutes. So now we have a stira. There's two Gemaras. They both, the man, the Amar, and both of them is Rabbi Yehuda that says these two shittas and you have a stira. Now Rabbi Tam, Afanart, in, in several places, Rabbi Tam and Tesis and Shabbos, Daflam Adalid, Mitzachim, Daftzadik, Dalad, Meralef, and Sefer Yasher two times. Rabbi Tam addresses the stira and says, what's going on? You have Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda they're saying two very different things, two very different amount of times, describing seemingly the same set of circumstances, describing Shkia Tiltzeis. So says Rabbi Tam, there are two Shkias, as Rabbi Tam says. Rabbi Tam describes Tzeisachachav Mesfals. Rabbi Tam says, there's the first Shkia, when the sun sets past the line of the horizon, when you can no longer see the sun over the horizon, that's Shkia number one. He says, what happened then is the sun goes into the sky, but it's still creating a lot of light. It's still visible. It's still doing the job of the sun. It says, then as it passes through the sky, and I'm quoting his words, and you'll see why it's important. As it passes through the sky, till it gets to the other side of the sky, when it gets to the other side of the sky, then its light can no longer be seen anymore, and that's tzis. That's when it's really dark. That's nighttime. Says Rebbe Natam, the last, like, the last bit, as it passes through the other side of the sky and it's going to turn into complete darkness, there's a second shkia, which starts 18 minutes before the final completion. So 18 minutes before 72 minutes is when shkia, according to Rebbe Natam, is when Bein Hashmashis, according to Rebbe Natam. Now the way Rebbe Natam describes it is interesting. Rebbe Natam is describing the sun as, as when it goes out of view, what's, what's happening is it moved into the sky. The sky is, is a certain amount of thickness, according to Rebbe Natam's description, and therefore it takes a certain amount of minutes for the sun to traverse the thickness of the sky, and only when it comes out on the other side is Tzesek Echavim complete. When the sun is completely hidden away, you know, behind the sky, is how Rebbe is describing it. Now, the reason why I'm pointing this out is because as follows. The Gemara M'sacham and the Tzadik Dalad brings a very, uh, what's to us, you know, modern people today, is a bizarre machlekes, where the Gemara brings a machlekes, Chachmei Umas Ha'ilam and Chachmei Yisrael, what the sun does at night. Does the sun tuck behind the sky, or does the sun tuck under the earth? Is what the Gemara brings in Machlekes. Now, there's many who try to describe this as, as the essential Machlekes, if the earth is circling the sun or not circling the sun, and every one of these subtopics here has been them and Svarim that were put out on it. But the Gemara brings such a Machlekes. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Yehuda is the man there that says that the sun tucks into the sky, is how Rabbi Yehuda describes it. But the Chachmim Musa'ilam say, no, the sun tucks into the ground. It tucks, you know, beneath the horizon, not above the sky. And the Gemara says, the Chazru Chachmi Yisrael, the Chachmi Yisraelim. The the Chachamim realized that they were wrong, and that the Chachmi Yisraelim had the correct picture of what goes on with the sun. And the Raya the Gemara brings, and this is one Raya, but there's, there's many, is that is that well water is warmer at night than it is by day. So you see, the sun is moving below the horizon, and, and it's warming up the well water. That's what the Gemara says. So now, now Rabbi Notam, if you read his words carefully, is his description is very interdependent. On Rabbi, on Rabbi Yehuda's description in this other machlekes in Tzadik Beis and Tzadik Dalad Beis, if you understand that that like Rabbi Yehuda, that the sun tucks into the sky, so then there's a thickness, there's a certain amount of, of, of width that's ascribed to the sky that the sun has to traverse. The Rabbi Natan describes, and during that time you could still see some sunlight until it fully goes away. But if you learn like Hachmei Yisraelim that the sun tucks below the horizon, then Rabbi Natan's explanation to explain the steer of Rabbi Yehuda stops making so much sense. Now this is something that. That, uh, that many, many, many pointed out. This is not my chadish. This is something that many pointed out. From the earliest people to bring down the machlekes, the Rebbe Natam and the other Rishonim pointed out, the, the, the Maram al-Shakar, who's from the earliest chuvith to talk about this machlekes. So he makes this point right away. He says, Rebbe Natam is based on an 
an outdated mode of, of, of calibrating, you know, where the sun goes and where the sun, how the sun sets at night. And therefore, he says, halacha is like the Ga'inim, and we'll talk about that in a second. Now, others, others say as follows, if you look in Pesachim, you'll see that when the Gemara says that v'chazru umasa'ilam, chazru chachmei Yisrael to umasa'ilam, Rabbi Kiveger in the Gilean Ashas brings down a sheet of Mikobetzes from Ksubis, Tafid Gimel, where Rabbi Kiveger brings down, where, where the sheet of Mikobetzes says in the name of Rabbeinu Tam, that this, that the Chachamim, or Chazer to the, to the Chachamim Yisraelim, was just a token Chazara, but they never really changed their mind. So the Satan Rav used to say, Rabbeinu Tam Lashitasei, who held that the Chazara was never a Chazara, so he describes it the way he describes it. Okay, I'm just trying to say what the basic sheet of Rabbeinu Tam is. So just... The, the, we have a stira, let's just re- recap here for a second. We have a stira between two members of Yehuda. The member in Shabbos describes the shear between Shkia, which is when the sun sets below the earth until Tzitzit as a time frame that only takes 18 minutes, as opposed to the Gemara in Psachim, which describes it as something that takes 72 minutes. Now, and here, in, here, here lies the Machlech. So when Atam says, the one in the Gemara in Psachim, that's the primary Tzitzit, and therefore really... It's 72 minutes after the visible Shkia. 72 minutes after you see the sun disappear is when Shkia is. That's a bit of Tamshita. However, he learns the Gemara. However, he's dependent on Rabbi Yehuda, etc., etc. And then you have the Ga'inim Shita, which is the opposite. The Ga'inim Shita is that Shkia is when the sun sets below the earth, when you can no longer see it. Tseis is 18 minutes after that, like the Gemara in Shabbos describes. That's the primary time frame of Shkia. And the Gemara M'sachim that describes something that goes on for 72 minutes, that's a different type of taste that is not visibly discernible with the eyes, and it refers to a different din. That's how the Ga'inim learn it. Now, these are the two basic, basic positions, let's say, between the Ga'inim and the Tam and how to learn Shkia. Now, so, so what did Kala Yisrael do? Who holds like what? Meaning, we're quoting just the Ga'inim and the Tam. What was the Minigin Kala Yisrael? What did most Paiskim hold like? What did most Rishayim hold like? So it's very hard to find a safer on this topic that's not agenda-driven. Almost anybody who writes a safer on this topic strongly favors one position over the other and will be just you know, incessantly building up one side. So you really have to like, uh, you know, try to find an agenda on each side. But, but let's, just, the, the, let's just frame it like this. The, the Ga'inim, the, the Maramal Shakar quotes a tshuva from, from Reb Nehiroi Ga'inim. That's the first person to quote that tshuva. We don't have that tshuva ourselves. The Maramal Shakar quotes that tshuva. And uh, in there, the Ga'inim say that they hold Shkia is, you know, only 18 minutes. Uh, Tzais is only 18 minutes after the visible Shkia. And, and uh, fine. So we know what the meaning of the Ga'inim was, L'chaira. We know that the Ga'inim didn't keep Rabbeinu Tam. The Ga'inim probably kept the Ga'inim's man. Because Rabbeinu Tam wasn't around anymore. Now, wasn't around yet, I'm sorry. Now, now uh, the Mishnabur, the, the, the Rabbeinu Tam comes and he sees Mechadish Yeshita. And signing on with the Bein Tam is, is really a tremendous amount of Rishayinim. Really, really heavy-hitting Rishayinim. We'll see in a second. But just before we go, just before we say that, I just want to tell you who holds like the Ga'inim also. A, a small list of names. The Balalachas Gedolus, Reb Sadi Ga'in, Reb Nissen Ga'in. Um, who else? Reb Hananel, Rashi, the Rif, the Rambam, um, the Riazakin, who's, who's younger than the Bein Tam, the Raivid, Reb Yoyna, the Rami Rotenberg, the Ga'is Maimonis. Many, many... You know, great men held like the Gainim. The Gainim is, is not at all a day yechida. The Gainim is a, a, a shita that many, many Rishayim held like. Amongst them, some of the most, you know, primary Rishayim that we have. Rashi, the Rambam, you know, etc. Now, comes along Rabbein Atam. Rabbein Atam, we already explained how Rabbein Atam gets to his shita. Comes along Rabbein Atam and he says his, his position, which ranges anywhere between 72 minutes to 96 minutes, depending on how you count, calculate a mil. 
and I'm sure everyone knows the people who keep, not, you know, who keep 90 minutes, who keep longer, all those different shitas. Now, many, many Rishonim hold like a Rinatam as well. A short list, for example, the Itur, the Rash Mishants, the Ravya, the Rekeach, the Smag, the Rosh, Rabbeinu Yerucham, uh, the Rajba, the Ramban, the Ritva, the Ran, and Muka Yosef. Many, many, many brand name Rishonim hold like a Rinatam. So it's a, it's a solidly, a heavily weighted Machlekes on both sides. And because of this, the, the Bir Halacha, in Simon Reish Samach Aleph, when the Shulchan Aruch talks about Benashmashis, the Bir Halacha felt the need to reiterate that even though at his time, Rabbi Natam was the more dominant opinion, the Bir Halacha is the one who compiles a lot of this list to show that the Gainim is, is a serious Shita. Now, Yeh Shiyah, clearly Rabbi Natam's position found favor amongst a tremendous amount of the Rishayim, and it became what we would think should be the widely accepted Minig in Klaisvold, to the point where the the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish Samachalaf, the Machaber, Paskins like Rabbeinu Tam. That's how he describes, you know, taste like Rabbeinu Tam. And the Ramah has no uh, has no critique. The Ramah seems to agree. Now, the problem is that if you look at different Minhagim Svarim from that Tkufa, from the Tkufa of the Machaber, from the Tkufa of the Rishonim, you'll see that the Minig and Klal was still like the Gaina. Although Rabbeinu Tam and most of these Rishonim, you know, were Machadish this 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 position already that taste is much longer, and, and really this leads to a huge kula, right? Because this means on, on Arab Shabbos, Shkia could come at 7 o'clock, and you could be doing malacha until 8.15 came out, right? So it leads to a huge kula. It seems that, that most people were adhering to the Ga'inim still. The Maril and other Minik's farm all seem to go with the Ga'inim Shita. Ad-Kadekach, that this, one of the strangest things here, is that in the Svartic world, although generally speaking, they paskin, you know, with the Mechabra on every topic, does, did, not, did not and does not hold like Rabbeinu Tam. The Sephardic world does not keep Shabbos until 72 minutes, and they won't do Malacha, pass when they go in to do Malacha. So it seems that even in the Beis Yosef's own kehillah, his own community, the Hanhaga of Rabbeinu Tam's Psak was not the popular Hanhaga. So now, in, and, uh, in, in, let's say in Germany, we have different Sfarim that show us that it seems extensive that the Hanhaga was not like that. So now, when did it begin to catch on? So the Bach, the Mogan Avram, the Gedele Achreinim in the next few generations after the Shulchan Aruch, they passed on like Rabbeinu Tam, and that's when it began to, to catch on. The Magen Avram was a big Paisik for, for, for Klai Yisrael, and especially in the Chesid Shevelt, once the Chesidim came on the scene, the Magen Avram is the dominant Paisik, and, and that became, you know, very prevalent in Klai Yisrael. Now, so it, it's interesting to note that, like, if, you, if you're mapping it out in hundreds of years, you'd say, Klai Yisrael for maybe, I don't know, call it 1,500 years did the Ga'inim, then, for about 400 years or 350 years, Rabbeinu Tam became the primary one, or even less, maybe 250 years, and then enters onto the scene the Goin. Now, the Goin in Bir Agra, in two places, and in some of his other Svarim, Shnais Elio, and another Sefer, has long, long Marachas, out of character Marachas to argue in Rabbeinu Tam, and strongly, strongly agree with the Goin. The Goin holds like the Goin extremely, to the point where the Shita became known as the Goin's Shita. Incidentally, the Balatanya, in the back of his Siddur, has a section called Sidur Shal Shabbos, where he also strongly agrees with the Ga'inim and disagrees with the Rebbeinu Tam. So that Rebbeinu Tam enjoyed that position of being the dominant Psak and Klai Yisrael from the Magan Avram's time till the Ga'in's time. It's a short window. It's about 250 years, call it. That Rebbeinu Tam enjoyed that, wind, that position of being the dominant Psak in regard to this Manim, until the Ga'in and the Balatanya and others, the Shach, for example, disagrees, come back on the scene and begin to again very strongly push the Ga'inim Shita, to the point where by the time World War I rolled around, the minig was basically as follows. In Lita and, and you know, those kehilas, Russia, Lita, like that, Ukraine, there was many, many people who kept the Ga'inim, 
Zichr on Erev Shabbos, they were machmer, they'd call you Machal Shabbos if you did Malacha past Shki of the Gainim. In regards to keeping it on Maitzi Shabbos, so Machmirim kept it in a time, you know, to, to be machmer, but plenty of people didn't, they kept the Gainim. If you moved over to the Chsidish to, to Galicia and to to even Poland and other parts, you know, main, main, main Poland and other parts of the Chassidah Shevel, there of Tam became the dominant Shita to the point where even people would, would obviously not have in Mincha until a long time after Shkia, on Shabbos, certainly Malachas de Rabbanon, maybe even Malachas de Raisa, until a long time after Shkia, a child who's born, you know, an hour after Shkia would still have a bris on Shabbos next week, etc., etc. And on the way out, obviously, again, they kept their Tam Luchumra. That's, that was the, the, the situation in, in Europe, you know, before the war, as it broke down. Now, <coughs> now, now there's one more Nakuda I just want to link to before we move on to America. There's one more Nakuda. I'm sorry, it's a lot of nitty-gritty details. There's one more Nakuda. There's a Machlikis, this is called the Minchas Kayin Shita, but it's really not exclusively the Minchas Kayin. It's, it's many, many G'dele Achreinen, and there are some Wachelik, and the Minchas Kayin believes that even though Rabbeinu Tam describes his shita as what we would calibrate as 72 minutes, he's really describing a certain amount of darkness, where in the place that he learned the Gemara to be describing, he felt it took that amount of time to achieve that level of darkness. But in other locations across the globe, not where the Gemara was talking about, mimicking that level of darkness would take less time. And therefore you could have Rabbeinu Tam's shita really being 50 minutes, or 45 minutes, or 55 minutes. Rabbeinu Tam's shita does not exclusively have to be 72 minutes according to the Mechaz to simplify it. One of the uh, great pieces of detective work that I came across, I think this is very interesting, there's a tshuva in the Chesim Sefer, or Chaim Tshuva Pei. The Chesim Sefer gets a shayla about a bris, and the Chesim Sefer, it's written in 1813 in Matastarf, is when the Chesim Sefer is writing this tshuva. The day is Hei Tammuz, or Dalad Tammuz. <coughs> Dalad Tammuz, 1813, Matastarf. The Chesim writes, that uh, the Chesim writes about the Machlekes, he says, I hold like a man of Tam. This baby was born at, uh, I forgot what time, but the Chesim Sefer writes that Shkia Tseis Bim Kaimenu, 72, Rabbeinu Tamzman Bim Kaimenu, today is 8.55. That's what Rabbeinu Tam writes. So someone went back and they did a calendar search and they found out that Shkia, when the sun dips below the, you know, when the orb of the sun dips below the horizon on Dalid Tammuz, 18.13, in Matastarf, was 8.03, was Shkia. So Kumtai said, the Chesim Sefer, who's strongly saying that he's following Rabbeinu Tamzman, is having a Rebbeinu Tamzman that consisted of 52 minutes. To get to 855 is 52 minutes. So Rebbeinu Tam is, is having his man of 52 minutes and calling that Rebbeinu... Uh, the Chesim Sefer is having his man of 52 minutes and calling that Rebbeinu Tam. So clearly you see the Chesim Sefer, although he never explicitly says that he holds like the Menchus Kayin, held like the Menchus Kayin, that Rebbeinu Tam does not have to be exclusively 72. Okay, so now, now let's move to America. Okay, so now in America, like we spoke in, in the first few parts of this series, the people who came here were non-Hasidim. By and large, generally speaking, the early people, the early immigrants to America were non-Hasidim. They weren't so from. But the ones who were from were also non-Hasidim. And the minig that developed in America, that seems to develop in America, was to keep the Shita Sagainim. The minig was in America that they kept Shita Sagainim. They didn't do Rabbeinu Tam. They were makbed on Arab Shabbos not to do Malacha any time after the Gainim's says, which is only 18 minutes. Uh, yeah, right away. And, uh, and, they, and they also, on Mighty Shabbos, they would do malacha, maybe 18 or 24, or it's hard to know exactly what the shita was, but 18, 24, maybe 30 minutes after taste, after, after, after shkia on Mighty Shabbos, they'd be doing malacha already. Now, now um, this is uh, something we see in different early Swarm. I want to read you a tshuva. There's a tshuva from the base Avi as follows. He says, Achin 
The first ones who arrived, the G'dayle Rabbanim who arrived here to, to America, they were from Yotzei Lita, who paskin like the Gra, who in turn paskin like the Ga'inim. They laid too, they, they lit candles a little earlier. It says, therefore, in America, He's handling a child who's, who's born, you know, Arab Shabbos, some sort of Ben Hashmashes. He says the minig is to do like the Ga'inim in America. That's what the Tshuva Beisavi, even the, the, the Spinka, the, the Popadayan in Shutvayan Yosef, the first Popadayan to land on these shores, writes that the, he says, Beboyi Lakan La America, when I arrived here, Noidalanu, the Poi Naktu Bali Hera, Shita Sagra, the Poi Skinka Ga'inim. Over here, the minig is that, that, that they do like the gra, which is shita sagayin, and the mishkiya sacham of eilach have been ashmashes. Alkain, gamlin in hefsek tayra, gamani poisikain, the ma'akav sheikhaid mishkiya sachama. Says the popadayin, that even though he's a chasidish, he's clearly chasidish, the din in America is that the minig is to do the gayinim, lahakal and lahachmer. That's the, the, and we find this in a few more swarm, if Henkin held like this and elsewhere, you'll find this is the minig. Now comes, comes the sakhmerov after the war. And he has a very different take. So now I just want to, before I read what he has to say about Tzais and, and 72 minutes, I just want to read you in a tshuva that's about Mechitzis, which is a famous tshuva on its own and probably worth, re, worth going through. His Mechitzis, the Moshe, about Mechitzis. In there, in the middle, he says as follows. And this is like a cornerstone for, for how he goes forward from here. He says as follows. Hine vaday sheba America ain't shum minig. There's no such a thing as a minig of America. Ki ain't nikr minig elamash nesiasid b'makam g'dayli tayr the only minig that counts, that's called a minig, is something that's established when there's G'dayle Teirah Viyira, there's an upstanding kahila with, with, with Rabbanim and G'dayle Teirah, that's a minig that counts. Not stam what Amaratzim do. He says, a, a, a minig America, that's just Amaratzim. That's not a minig. He says, uh, he continues, he brings many sources like this. He says, uh, okay, then he continues, but... Point is that, that that's the punchline there. The, the Satmarov says, a minig in America is to be disregarded. There's no such a thing. A minig in America is Amaratzim. So comes the Satmarov, and in the early 1950s, he begins to make a huge push to have the Tzibur revert, his Tzibur revert back to Rabbeinu Tamzman. Revert back to Rabbeinu Tamzman and, and start keeping Rabbeinu Tamzman, which, which uh, in the Satmarov, Shita was, was both Chumras. It was A, a Rabbeinu Tam as opposed to the Gainim, and B, Rabbeinu Tam. Pure Rabbeinu Tam, 72 minutes, as opposed to the Minchas Kayin's, you know, Kulis. Uh, so, says, says uh, the Satan Rebbe in Shut Devrayoyl and Tshuva Yudchas, that uh, he says, it's a, it's a very short Tshuva, and short Tshuvas are usually a sign of something that doesn't need to be proven too much. There's not much work to be done. It's a simple matter, he says. This is the sheet of the the rave menu the benin of rishayim. It's the shulchan aruch. It's the nice kelim. The ramaz not chaylik. Kimavor barichos b'sefim chaskayin. V'chein das rave gedayle achreinim. Most people hold like this. It's a yasid and the psak of the shulchan aruch is kiyasid bal tamut. It's a it's a thing we can't move from. And the memela it's pasha to me that we have to go back to keeping rabbi tam in all its glory in America and that's it now. The, the, he didn't rest at that. In 1956, the Satan Rebbe gathered together a group of 50 Rabbanim at a meeting in Williamsburg, and they paskimed, and half of the tzettles in Yiddish, I printed it out, it's actually in, in the Igris de Vrayoyal, they have the original uh, Maidah that he printed out. In there, it says as follows, Maidah Rabbalei Raisa. 
The Vada Sifa Sarabonim, Sheskaim Oral Yoim Dalit, say the Tyre Dalit, this in Tafshin Yudalit, 1954, Lodum Bidvar Pirza Shmir Shavis Kodesh, to be done in the great Pirza and Shmir Shavis Kodesh that we find over here in America. Hainu's man had locked his nearest Vera Shavis Kodesh, his man had the Malach of Mitzi Shavis, Achar Shinasov and Asnu Bidavar Bipilpul Halacha. After we discussed this and we went through the Indian Pilpul Halacha, Boli de Maskana, we the undersigned came to a conclusion, the Hechlet Gemura, Upsak halacha al pichavas daiteno al pidas teriseno akadosha. Ashesman. Now, just want to point out over here. Now, here is going to be the concession. In order to establish Rabbeinu Tam in America, the the Satmarav makes a concession, which I guess we all we're all very familiar with. He says this man had lachas neiris by America. Yeh reva shah kaidem shkia sechama should be fifteen minutes before shkia. This is the regular visible shkia for shkia as we know it. Kaidem shkia sechama shayim erev shavas kaidish. This man had the malach of mitzi shavas kaidish. Yeah, 72 minutes, Mizman Ashkiyash, Almighty Shabbos Kaidish, Lazeb Banu, and they sign, and, and every, you know, every, every, every somebody, every Psidish somebody in Williamsburg signs on to this. At that time, that included even the, the Babur Rebbe, the Vizhnitzer Rebbe, the Skvera Rebbe, not Skvera, actually, I'm sorry, and, and the Krasna, it's a list of 50 names, uh, the Berach Moshe signed on it, etc. Now, the concession here is that in order to achieve like a unified Shabbos program that could include 72, is these Rabbanim all signed on and agreed that, that in, on the way into Shabbos, the, the Shkia that should be adhered to is the Ga'inim Shita. Meaning don't allow people to keep Rabbeinu Tam in its full glory. You have Rabbeinu Tam 72 minutes into Shabbos and 72 minutes out of Shabbos. That's going to make like Kishtei Tairis. You're going to have people keeping Shabbos now, not keeping Shabbos later. You're going to have other people who don't keep Shabbos then, but keep Shabbos then. So in order to, to achieve like the perfect Mezeg, so... There's a concession over here also, meaning in order to achieve Rabbeinu Tam in America, the Samarav also increased Shabbos on the way in. So what we have over here is that it became, now it's hard to say, I don't know, you could, everyone could have their own opinion, but I don't think that one could say the Minig America became to keep 72. I mean, certainly many people don't keep 72. I think in Lakewood it's more prevalent to keep 72 than in other places, and that's because Rabbeinu also held like the Samarav that 72 is important. But I think it's hard to say the minute in America is to keep 72, but it certainly increased the awareness of the existence of the 72 minutes and made it a, a, you know, a much more stronger shita. Now, if you'll notice, I slipped in that on this settle, the vision of the Rebbe signed. The vision of the Rebbe Muncie signed. So Vesta Mifregen, back to Bloomingburg, what are we fighting about? It seems like the vision of the Rebbe signed on this settle together with the Satmarov, and, and it doesn't seem, they don't seem to be upholding their end of the bargain. So, so uh, the vision of the Rebbe in a speech that he gave in 1990, Tez Hasidim addressed this, and he said that out of COVID for the Satmarov, everyone who was there signed on, but amongst us there were many who Taka didn't agree to this, to this psak, and we agreed, you know, to adhere to a certain degree, but not to really, not to really feel like this in Archehilis. <laughs> not to feel like this in Archehilis. So to the point that in America, even amongst the Hasidish Chabad, Ger, Vizhnitz, Stalin, uh, Bian, Uchadayma, Vizhnitz, I said Vizhnitz, uh, do not keep 72. So even though a lot of representatives from these different kilos did sign on to this Kalkaira in 1954 to agree with the Satmar Rebbe, it was more like a... Who? The, the Satmar yeah. So officially they do. Officially they do. They're, you know, officially the Rabbanim always speak. And if you look, uh, I have a safe over here, Yisrael Vazmanim from... Yisrael David Hoffernus, he's a big uh, Satmar Paisik. He very strongly is into the fact that it's a chayrim. Kids born a half hour after Shkia don't make Brisson yeah, Shabbos. Yeah, besides for Brisson. Except for Brisson. Besides for Brisson, because there, Yekilu tugged in both directions. Because you have the Bayem Ashmini, the Chshivas are doing a Brisson with Manai, 
and you have, you know, the Shabbos, so there they'll do it. But otherwise, the official stance is that even the Rabbanans, one's not supposed to, not supposed to violate once, once Shkia starts. The problem is that if you're not going to have Mincha, if you do, do the math, if, you, if you're lighting candles 15 minutes, the women are lighting candles 15 minutes before Shkia, and you're not going to have Mincha until, call it, an hour after Shkia, you have too much time to kill. It's not really possible to, to be keeping Shabbos. You have an hour and 15, an hour and 20, an hour and a half of nothing to do. So certainly, no one really upheld their full end of the bargain on this Kalkaira. Many other Chassidah Shekilah splint it off and do not keep 72. And what Satmer... Are these kilos, what are they, hold? They, they hold... So, oh, so one second. So they hold all... They all seem to hold a, a variant of the Minchas Kayin. Then no one's trying to say Ga'inim, Ga'inim in its purest sense. Even in Eretz Yisrael, where the Ga'inim, we really pass them like the Ga'inim. In Eretz Yisrael, you can't find a person. It gets dark much quicker, that's true. But you can't find a person, come on, in Eretz Yisrael, who keeps 72. So they also, they don't keep 18 minutes, though. Rabbi Yashif said 25 minutes, uh, others said other times, but, but yeah, it's all a version. So that's, that's just, so, so what do they do? So I just wanted to read from a Tshuva Reb Moshe. Reb Moshe is not the Tzadjik and over here. Reb Moshe and Igus Moshe, in Chelek Dalet, Tshuva Samach, I can't find it, it's lost in the pile, but Chelek Dalet, Semen Samach, Reb Moshe holds that in America, he, say, he describes it a little different than the Sam Rav. He also seems to agree with the Sam Rav's position, that in America, it doesn't pass to say there's a Minig America. Rav Moshe also arrived here after the first wave when there was already some sort of minig. Rav Moshe also doesn't feel bound to that minig. It's not a minig that was established by Tamid Chamim. He's not bound to that minig. Rav Moshe says that America is a melting pot. It's comprised of people who come from all sorts of kahilas. He says the, the minig America is to make sure that every kahila is not, is not, is not violating their Shabbos. So Rav Moshe says it's Pashatim that you have to make Shabbos like the guy in him right away. On the way out, you have to keep Rebbein Atam. He says, Kol Yerei Shemayim, Kol Ben Teira, should keep Rebbein Atam. The only difference is that Rebbe Moshe's Rebbein Atam in America is only 50 minutes. Rebbe Moshe does his version of the Minchas Kayin in America, where he calculates Rebbein Atam in America is only 15 minutes. 50 minutes. So Rebbe Moshe wants, again, some sort of shield between the two of them. Now, where did Tzitzit come from? I don't know, I'm not sure. No, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. He actually, yeah, I don't know if we're leaving off. It's, it's, a, it's a very confusing so It's very, very detailed. I think Rabbi Aaron held Ladino. 72. Yeah, Rabbi Aaron held Ladino. Yeah, Rabbi Aaron held strongly that. Bechal Evan Shia, I'll just say that the Satmarov is clearly focused on increasing Shmir Shabbos and being Machzar Atar of Shmir Shabbos, how it was kept back home in America. And this was a push and, a, and another you know, bump to get the American Shabbos back on the road. And the, whether or not it was fully successful or not fully successful, it certainly was Machzar Atar in a certain sense. And, and today, everyone kind of has a balance of both of these things. And, uh, and yes, and, and, and it, it, it was a contributor to bringing Shabbos back in America. It just to me, the interesting Nakuda to note over here is like, when you look at the arc of time over here, like we're living in, in a moment now where the Psak is, let's say, a Shiloh between Ga'inim and, and Rabbeinu Tam. But who knows how long that Psak lasts for and someone in 200 years will look back and say, yeah, there was this short window in time when Kaiso was keeping like a little bit of both. Now, so it's just like, it's always interesting to look at that arc in, in regards to this Psak, in regards to a lot of Psakim. Okay, we're, we're gonna take a break now for the summer. We'll, we'll reconvene an owl. <laughs> All right. Why is it? It's too